If you've heard terms like damning, crisis, upheaval or uncertainty in relation to the Pala Pala report and the fate of our sitting president Cyril Ramaphosa and you find yourself a little bit confused, well, in fact you're not alone. The independent panel investigating if President Cyril Ramaphosa has a case to answer regarding the theft of foreign currency from his Palapala farm in 2020 handed over its report to National Assembly Speaker Nosiviwe Mapisangakula on Wednesday. The independent panel found that President Cyril Ramaphosa may have committed a serious violation of the law and serious misconduct in terms of the Constitution. Ever since the report was released on Wednesday, South Africa has seemingly been in a state of advanced upheaval, akin to that seen prior to former President Zuma's resignation in 2018. Luckily, the Sunday Times' presidential correspondent, whose job it is to report on the presidency, Amanda Corza, is available to provide some clarity on the whole saga. Amanda explains the mysterious circumstances around how we got here. So since the Palapala scandal broke in June, we've been told that the matter is being investigated by the Hawks, the Public Protector, as well as the ANC's Integrity Commission. We've pretty much had to rely on the affidavit that was submitted by former Correctional Services boss Arthur Frazier. And the president has always maintained that because the matter is being investigated, that uh, due processes will follow. So there was very much little information, tangible information. All of it was based on hearsay. So then parliament undertook this process to say, everybody that's got information on this, maybe we should establish this uh, panel. And so it was the ATM, the UDF, as well as the EFF who had made submission saying, we've got evidence that we believe or information that we believe um, is enough to prove that the president should be impeached or has a case to answer to. And so that's how the the panel, which is led by former Chief Justice Sandy Lengloba, was established. And in essence, it was established to assess whether the president has a case to answer to. And indeed, this week, it handed over its report to the parliament speaker, Nosivu Mapisangagula, um, saying that they believe that based on the information that they've received from different political parties, as well as the president's own submission, they believe that there's prima facie evidence that the president indeed has a case to answer to. And the prima facie means that the evidence hasn't actually been tested. Yes, but on there's the reasonable grounds from what they've got so far. She also outlines the significance of the findings within the report and addresses what the president's responses were to the independent panel's questions. So what you need to know is that the report's key findings was that it found that money was, I quote, stored, I quote, concealed, close quote, under a sofa in the president's private residence in his farm in Limpopo. The exact amount of the money um, that was found is, is still unknown. It also found that the money was in foreign currency, but exactly how the money made its way into the country is also unknown. While it's concluded its business, it found that there could be more people who could have come forward who have more knowledge on what really transpired that year and when the transaction took place in December and eventually when the money was stolen in February. It also states that the truth of what really transpired about the robbery lies in the unanswered questions, I quote. 
Ramaphosa has also uh, said to the panel that he has no direct knowledge of how the funds landed on his farm, but that he relied on hearsay information from his lodge manager, a Mr. Sylvester Ndlovu, who told him that he was the person that received the money and then he went on to conceal the money under a couch in the private residence because the the manager of the farm at the time had gone to leave. So that's what he explained to Ramaphosa. The manager of the farm, uh, Mr. Von Veilich, was the one who was supposed to go and bank the money. And so because he was on leave, the money was then given to Mr. Sylvester, the lodge manager. The lodge manager then receives the money and says, hey, I'm going on leave. I don't feel the money is safe there, so I'm going to go put it somewhere where he thinks it's safe. And for him, that place was underneath a sofa. And this is according to Ramaphosa's testimony. Yes, it's there. It also says that, the panel also says that the Sudanese, the alleged Sudanese businessman, so the story goes is that a Sudanese businessman was interested in buying buffalo on the farm. And so then it said that a Sudanese businessman was the one who was interested and his name was Mustafa Mohammed Ibrahim Hazim. So he's the one who allegedly brought the large sum of foreign currency in U.S. dollars to the farm where he made this transaction to buy the buffaloes. But the panel notes that two years later, the buffaloes are still on the farm. So Hazim doesn't have the the buffaloes that he purchased. Uh, Ramaphosa explained that there is a process after, although they gave Hazim the receipt, um, there's processes after of how to transport th- the buffaloes to the person that uh, you've sold them to. Where is Hazim in all of this? At this stage, we don't actually know where Hazim is. I've established or that we know uh, from reports is that he stays in Dubai. But we've never actually, before this incident, heard of a businessman named Hasim. We've um, we do know that the president is a keen lover of a farm. He's a, he's an avid, he's a keen farmer, and that he farms Angole, this rare breed called Angole. He did declare it, but the issue here is then that there was profits that were made when this scandal broke. It gave us a look into just how much money was being dealt with. The panel also could not establish the source of where Arthur Fraser got his information, but it trusts that. In due time, he will make all the evidence available um, either to the law enforcement agencies or to the public. His submissions are denied, 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 in my view. Denied, denied, denied. I deny I don't know anything and I wasn't there. It's the farm manager and no, my helper. In that, he denies that he ever ordered a private investigation to ensue. He denies instructing the Presidential Protection Services head, Major General Wally Roeder, to go after the suspects, torture them, recoup the money. He denies all of that in his submissions. Other than deny, in essence, the president asked the panel to dismiss, I quote, the baseless close quote, allegations made by the ATM, UDM and EFF, which are seeking to have him impeached. In his own words, the president says, I quote, the complaints of the ATM, the UDM and the EFF are based on hearsay allegations. No evidence, let alone sufficient evidence, has been presented to, pr- to prove that I committed any violation, let alone any serious violation of the Constitution or the law or serious misconduct as set out in the Constitution. He also says, I ask that this matter ought to not be taken further. Finally, Koza gives us an idea of what this all means for Ramaphosa and for the country as a whole.
So in when the report was handed over to the Parliament Speaker this week, she indicated that a date has been set aside of the 6th of December, which is next Tuesday. This is where the, the report must be adopted, which means if he has a case to answer to, then obviously the next step would be an, under, an impeachment process to get underway. So then he would have to answer all of these questions and, you know, actually delve deeper into what, what, what is already out there. Um, other than that, I mean, since the release of the report, we've seen the ATM, the EFF, the UDM, which are the parties that submitted this, made the submissions, say that they feel vindicated and that they've always said that they feel that the activities and the circumstances around the information of what really happened that year when the money was stolen that it was they've always believed that it's been it was illegal and a president shouldn't have been doing what our president was doing so they've said that they feel vindicated we've seen a lot of parties including the the ff plus um and other parties saying you know what the president should just do the honorable thing and resign before it even gets to tuesday um they feel that the president has fallen on his own sword he has made promises of dealing with corruption and the president also in his own words said to the nation that if ever he was found to have been doing something corrupt he will step aside and he will resign so they are saying that he must do the honorable thing which is to resign because I mean now there's a, a, a cloud hanging over him I mean in my interview with John Stian Hazen on the night um, of the release he said you know no one's ever going to take the president seriously we know what happened when Gandla happened and the, the former president Jacob Zuma refused to resign is that he wasn't taken seriously in parliament. People will start to use these public platforms to discredit the president. He actually says that he's going to be a lame duck um, and he should just do the right thing. If he doesn't want to further humiliate the, the party safety, he doesn't want to further humiliate himself and live with the little dignity that he still has, he should just step aside or resign i mean it's not easy as we've seen yesterday which was thursday a day after the report we were anticipating and there were rumors uh, mounting that the president's going to resign and so we were we tried to confirm and during the day most part of the day we were told that people were trying to convince him not to resign and this wouldn't have been the first time that the president wanted to resign hey mm -hmm. when the scandal first broke we understand that the president told his close ministers and confidant that he's going to resign but then also it didn't make it into the papers but now it actually came out that he said you know what in light of all of this and the findings i've decided that i just it's the right thing to do is to resign however we know going into december that it, it's, it's going to prove catastrophic because the president wanted uh, a second term. There's a number of people, you know, banking on his name for their own political survival. So it remains to be seen whether he will go or he will stay. Um, we've been told the latest information is that, no, they've managed to convince him to stay. So whether we'll have a president by next week or not, it remains to be seen. This is an ongoing story. For Times Live, I am Paige Muller.